Hello, wrestling family. Welcome to Sound of Whistle with IHSA wrestling official Tony Clark. Each week, I will bring you interviews with prominent figures in the sport of high school wrestling. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark. And if you recognize my voice, I am here to take over again. Tony just is so sweet. He lets me keep coming back and taking over his great, amazing podcast. And this is going to be a first for us. We are taking this podcast to the next level with video. So our very first ever Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark podcast. And I'm guessing, Tony, is this a YouTube this will be a YouTube, yes. Yeah, so also YouTube video. Tony Clark is the best guest ever. So he is joining me, and we're going to talk about all things wrestling, this upcoming season, COVID protocols, rule changes, all kinds of great stuff. So I'm glad you guys are tuning in and joining us. And Tony, let's jump into it. Welcome. Welcome to your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Season, for inviting me to my and making me feel welcome on my own podcast. Uh, <laughs> It's been a while, and it's great for us to uh, get together again and, and and just share some information with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I have a feeling everybody missed you because it has been a second. The world got a little bit crazy, and things popped up, and you've been so busy with, with wrestling and assigning and all of that stuff. So it has been a minute, but I guarantee you everybody has been just chomping at the bits to get more information from you. So we're glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> and thank you for coming back and letting me take over, by the way, because this is really fun for me. So wrestling, let's dive in. You guys did have a season last year. It looked a little different maybe than most, but you did still have one. So how did you feel about the wrestling's, the June season of wrestling? What did that look like? It, it was very different. Uh, we weren't allowed any tournaments. We could only have duels with no more than uh, three teams in attendance. So each team basically got to wrestle um, twice. And the coaches were, were very creative. Uh, you know, starting in May, we were, we were indoors towards the end of May. And into June, we started uh, moving outdoors. So we got to put wrestling mats on top of the football field. And that was a learning curve and some <laughs> challenges in itself. Um, a lot of teams realized we were doing morning events on a football field in the sun. And they realized that those mats quickly heated up. Okay. And that turned out not to be a good situation. Um, I actually worked a duel with your dad at Stevenson High School. Uh, we tried early evening, and it was just so hot on the football field. Our mats and the tape and everything just everything started unraveling on us. And as it got um. cooler, our mats started to get slippery. So I think you and you and I think me and your dad had changed mats at least three times trying to finish the final varsity contest that day. So it was challenging. Um, we still had a mask mandate, so we were okay. we were wearing masks outside. Uh, we had to wear them inside. Luckily, the rules changed, and the wrestlers didn't have to wear the mask. So only the uh, mm -hmm. the non contestants and the referees we were we were still stuck wearing the mask. So uh, doing that in a gym that was that was hot and wearing the mask out on a football field, and it was hot. Um, that was a challenge, but we overcame. Yeah. As you guys happen. always do. Cause you know what, as you're saying this though, I guess I just never thought of those things, those details, what the sun does to the mats, to the tape, what the weather does, making things slippery. I mean, I would have never thought of any of that stuff because I guess when would you have ever found yourself in a situation where you're taking mats outside and wrestling on a football field? Uh, actually we we've had tournaments that have, uh, done it in the oh. summertime and they, we just forgot those lessons learned. <laughs> we really did because it hadn't really been done in so long. And it was, it was a good idea. It allowed uh, the schools to create more social distancing outside okay. and, you know, to, to, to meet the protocol rules that we were under last summer. Yeah. It, it, we just forgot about 
how hot the Mets get and, you know, just the, just the conditions in general. So um, it was done, you know, no, no one that I know of got hurt. I mean, everybody was able to have their contest. And then right after the IHSA season finished, the IWCOA was able to uh, host a state tournament for the frost off the, the girls and the varsity boys, um, the restrictions laxed and they were able to host their event and it was very successful. They got to get rid of the mass mandates and things like that because the governor had fully opened up our state. So they, um, they were able to pull off something and make a lot of people happy in the, in the process. Well, that's one of the things I love about the sport in general, but the wrestling family, you guys are resilient and you just adapt and you make it happen no matter what you figure it out and you make it happen so that these kids can get out there and they can stay involved in wrestling and that they can keep going. So I like it. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to hold wrestling back. Um, we're the world's oldest sport for a reason and we will not be denied. We're, we're going to compete somewhere, somehow. You guys will figure it out. You always do. And speaking of that, you know, some way, somehow, there have been a lot of rule changes, as always. So let's talk through some of these rule changes. What's new for this upcoming season? Uh, there's going to be a couple of things. Um, one of the first rule changes is the state association. So the IHSA, uh, they will be given latitude in their postseason contests, their state series, regional, sectional, state, if they need to allow a sixth match during that tournament, they will now have the lead way to do so. Um, Cause there's been some instances where um, like in one a, we have more than eight to 10 teams. We may have 12 teams or, or higher. And they've been, they've been doing a, a two day event. This could allow them to go to a one day event and cut mm -hmm. down on some of the travel or overnight stays. And we've had times in the uh, 3A, 2A, where we've had a snowstorm. I mean, February is not without yeah. uh, bad weather. And our sectionals have been reduced to a one-day event on a Saturday. And this would give us the ability to have that sixth match so we could still keep those uh, wrestlebacks and try to get the right kids downstate. So this will be a good change uh, for the state associations to have some, some leadway. Um, we also took the HNC rule, which is uh, designed to help a wrestler who's um, hurt from a or, or have a possible concussion. So they would have a head, neck, or cervical injury. It, it allows the athletic trainer on site to have up to five minutes versus the Ooh. minute and a half entry time. So that rule came about a couple of years ago. So the committee this past April did some tweaking to make HNC its own time out and to better define how this will be used. Um, the caveat still, you have to have a, a approved healthcare professional or appropriate healthcare professional. The A mm -hmm. changes sometimes what the definition means, but they have to be on site in order for the official to grant the uh, HNC. So we, we fixed some of the nuances Okay. In in that rule, um, outside of that, it was it's just a lot of a uh, little bit of editorial cleanup here and there. But this was we didn't pass a lot of rules, mm -hmm. but we passed rules that uh, affect multiple mm -hmm. areas. So the HNC covers a lot of areas um, that are going to be affected, and we we had some other minor changes here and there. But I don't want to give it all away right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I want everybody to uh, attend the upcoming clinics and uh, get more in depth and, and have the right discussions. And we'll, we all learn together. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll do use this as commercial time. Uh, mm -hmm. All our plug away, clinics, plug away. <laughs> oh yeah. All of our <laughs> clinics are currently posted at IWCOA.net. Um, our clinics are free to IWCOA members, IWCOA membership is an annual fee of $35. So it's a lot of value added um, along with the the training and the live rules and terps that will uh, be done um, this year. Uh, we weren't able to get a lot of clinics in last year. So 
a lot of people are looking forward to to getting back out there and mm-hmm. and, and meeting in person and, and talking mm-hmm. about the rules and how things are going to be done. Um, so that's my commercial plug. Get out there and uh, if you haven't already done so, get out there and register for the clinics. Our clinics are open to uh, brand new officials, veteran officials. Uh, we even open these up to coaches if they want to come. So uh, we don't turn anyone away. That's a very cool idea. I think it's actually a great idea for the coaches to be there and get to know what's going on so that they understand better what the refs are doing, why they're making the calls that they're making, maybe just minimize some of that confusion. Yeah, and you know what? And we we really appreciate coaches' input during the clinic time uh, as well as the rule interpret time because coaches mm-hmm. – um, they have a perspective that we sometimes as officials forget about. And it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship be, mm-hmm. between the three of us, the coaches, the wrestlers, and the uh, official. Uh, one can't stand without the other. Yeah. I mean, we all three of us have to exist and, and have that, that basic understanding in order for our sport to be uh, called fairly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm really excited about the two rule changes that we were just talking about. And I love this because it is quantity over quality here. So these are incredible rule changes. I'm really excited about the one with the concussions. I think that's great that now there's not this time pressure of, you know, just a little over a minute to be able to deal with this. So they can take five minutes now to really figure out what's going on. Yeah. And we when we changed the rule a couple of years ago, uh, we had to start with an injury clock. So we started with a minute mm-hmm. and a half, and then it was up to the uh, approved healthcare professional to let us know if they wanted to extend it or not extend it. And then we had to give back the time used. And it, it just it became cumbersome. Okay. And I think what the committee did in April really, really, really has well defined it, how it's going to be used, yeah. and just taken all the complications out of it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that you guys have this just to sit down and really assess this. And you guys are always growing. You're always evolving. You're always trying to make this sport better and better. And I'm, I guarantee there's going to be a lot of parents that are real happy about the, the other world change. So things can happen in one day now instead of two. Yeah. And again, it can only happen in the, in the state yeah. state series. I know a lot of people would love it to happen in the uh, regular season, but the, yeah. The powers to be were just not ready to open up the regular season to uh, allow six matches to happen. So this is going to be a postseason rule only. And, you know, we'll see down the road if uh, someone can submit a rule change that the committee can can uh, wrap their heads around and pass to allow it during regular season. But, you know, one step at a time. Exactly. We'll see how it goes and then see what it evolves into. Exactly. Now, with this upcoming season, we kind of touched on what you guys did to be safe back in the June season, but we are still in the midst of sort of, I I guess we're still calling it a pandemic. Uh, We are still sort of plagued with COVID all around us. So even though things have been changing, things have been opening up, what are the protocols look like for the upcoming season? Do you have any idea what it looks like, what you guys are going to be doing to keep everybody safe? No one has a, has a good idea right now. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's a silly question. No one knows anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, right now, uh, the fall sports are are operating um, with a few restrictions. I know like volleyball is an indoor sport. Uh, everybody indoors activity is wearing a mask. That's no different than, than the kids are back in school. The kids and the teachers are all wearing a mask all mm-hmm. day. So the mask mandate indoors, it's there. Uh, just like our state is, you know, has reinstituted, yeah. reinstituted the mask mandate whenever you're indoors, you know, you, you enter the restaurant in a mask, you take it off to eat. You know, if you're out shopping, you're supposed to wear wearing a mask. You're going to a concert indoors, you're supposed to wear a mask. So right now, the mask mandate is back. Yeah. Um, don't know what it's going to look like uh, because they haven't posted the uh, winter season. So like basketball mm-hmm. wrestling, we're a winter sport. So the the guidance hasn't coming out for the winter sports. And, and people have asked me, you think we're going to be wearing a mask? I don't know, but logic tells me if volleyball is wearing a mask right now, okay. 
And what's going to change yeah. in the next two months? I mean, yeah. are we all of a sudden is COVID just going to go away and then we don't have to wear a mask in the winter? I, I don't have the right answer, but logic dictates right now we're at least going to start our winter season if we're allowed to have it in a mask. And, mm -hmm. and some people aren't aren't good with that. They're, they're not happy with uh, having to wear a mask. And, and I get it. Mm -hmm. Um we did it, like I said, we did it last June and May and June under some uh extremely heat related circumstances. I mean, it was hot in those gyms, it was hot out on those football fields, and we found a way okay. to uh survive wearing the, the mask. Now, granted, that was a shortened season. We weren't mm -hmm. trying to do it in a tournament. Um, so this upcoming season, wearing a mask indoors is going to be a challenge. You know, do the wrestlers have to wear a mask? Yeah. Do they not have to wear a mask? We don't have those answers yet. But uh, again, like we've been talking about wrestling, mm -hmm. wrestling, the sport is resilient and the wrestlers are resilient and we will adjust to whatever is thrown at us. Yeah. You guys, what I mean, what was it like having to wear a mask for all that in all in the heat, in the temperatures? So now you're going to have it have to wear the masks for even longer. You guys are moving around. Refing is not an easy, an easy task. You guys are up and down and moving all around like crazy all, and, and all of that with the mask on your face. Is this possible? <laughs> oh, it, it, it's possible because we we showed it during that modified season. Um we found ways to still blow our whistle. If you get the right type of mask, you could still use your whistle. Okay. If you don't want to uh, have to blow a whistle inside of a mask, the hand whistle. I I I use the hand whistle to start. So did others, and you know, it depends. You know, I I, I adjusted back and forth. Sometimes I use mm -hmm. the hand whistle. Sometimes I did. I use my traditional whistle. Um, Coach at Libertyville, uh, Coach Eggard, he had given me some good advice with the hand whistle. He said, just move it around and al alternate your hands when, when you need to. Because it comes with a strap. But I, I just I couldn't see the logic of strapping it to my wrist. Because in wrestling, you need both hands yeah. uh, to signal your points and to do certain things. And uh, he had given me that advice about just move it to the other hand when you need the other hand free. You know, something that simple. And I was able to incorporate that. And uh, I made it work. Now, one thing I did find about um, wrestling or refereeing. This was my first year in an Apple Watch. Okay. And my Apple Watch is on my left hand. So when I had the hand whistle in my right hand, because normally I'm right-handed, but if it happened to be in my right hand, a couple of times I went to slap the mat with my left hand. And I guess my Apple Watch is very sensitive because oh. it started vibrating. <laughs> And giving me notifications that I had fallen and I had fallen hard and did I need a nine one one call? And the first time I didn't, you know, I was ignoring it because you're on the mat. It's under my wristband. I, I feel the vibrations. I'm thinking someone's mm -hmm. texting me or calling me. And then finally, it just won't stop. So I, you know, real quick, just peeked under there, and it was ready to it was ready to look at my location and send uh, <laughs> some help. Because it thought I had fallen. So I made that mistake twice. Uh, and then I, I I made the adjustment to stop slapping the mat for a fall with my uh, left hand and switched over to my right. So, I mean, that was something new I had learned. Um, yeah. I still haven't adjusted the sensitivity or figured a way out for that not to happen. But again. Or just maybe take off the watch. Is this, <laughs> That seems like the obvious answer to this problem. No, I'm not taking the watch off. <laughs> I've paid a lot of money for this watch and I'm going okay. to wear it out there. No, it just, <laughs> I've gotten used to it. I 50 plus years of my life. I never wore a watch and, and now I have this Apple watch and now it's just like part of me. So, okay. um, That's but, so but again, there's an adjustment I had to make. I couldn't slap the mat with my left hand now, you yeah. know? So again, that's just, that's just who we are. We, we will yeah. adjust. So wearing the mask, you'll figure it out. I, we're, we're, We've already figured it out. We're just going to make it happen. Um, I know, if you know, if your dad was here, the first thing he would say, change the rule and allow me to wear this face shield. Because he, he's got that welder's face shield. You know, he looks like a space monster that he likes to wear out there. But, you know, hopefully we will, we will get some latitude yeah. for things like that. Because he has no problem wearing a face shield.
Um, but yeah, everybody's got an opinion on 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 yes. the mask situation, and I try not to 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 belittle or or you know get into it about anybody in their opinion. I mean, yeah. we have those that want to get vaccinated, those that don't. I mean, it, it's like a, it's almost like a taboo subject now. You it know, is. where you just don't want to talk because people get really, really mad when you talk about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. And there are some officials and that's their right that said, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to ref this season if I have to wear a mask. So um hate to lose them, yeah. but everybody's got to stick to what they feel and believe to be true. And like you said, we're out there doing a lot of moving around mm-hmm. and you know, we're, 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 we're active um, as wrestling officials. We're up yeah. and down and, you know, following the competition. So it's, we, we burn some calories and, and we're going to be sucking up some air and <laughs> that's tough in the mask. I mean, it really is. I, we witnessed it in that, that modified season. And again, those are the, those of us that, that, that are willing to endure it. Yeah endure it um i i can think of some other probably worse situations you know where teachers trying to teach in a mask all day for six seven eight hours uh healthcare workers uh you know i i i'm i'm trying to survive it for two hours or longer in a tournament you know Mm -hmm. where there's some people this is day in and day out for them i know bless all of them honestly because I've been staying in. I've been such a hermit because I get to do fun things like this on video. So it doesn't matter if I'm wearing a mask or not because I am alone. But when I do go out in the world, since I haven't done it in so long and I put a mask on, I mean, I got to say after about 10 minutes, I'm over it. So bless everybody that has to wear these, like you were saying, day in and day out because it is an adjustment. It really is. It's a small price to pay because we can all do it not complaining, but you do have to make some modifications, especially with you guys as referees. I mean, I didn't even think about the simple stuff. Yeah. How do you blow your whistle? And now if you're going to use the hand whistle, which I didn't even know existed until all of this, yeah, you need both of your hands. You need your bands on there to show what color, who gets what points. I mean, it's just a lot of little adjustments that have to be made to keep everything safe. And we're, we're, we're making them and we'll continue to make them and yeah. Uh, like I said, we're, we're, we as officials are going to do what's necessary to have these contests. Yeah. And that's what matters. Seriously. That's what matters. Cause you're keeping everybody safe. And as far as we know, I mean, there hasn't been any health issues at any of these tournaments. So what you guys are doing is working. You guys are keeping yourself safe, the kids safe, the fans safe. It's working. And, 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 that credit goes to the schools and the coaches and and the protocols that they have put in place to uh, minimize the risk. I mean, yeah. all I have to do as an official is show up and uh, make things happen. You know, yeah. call the match, and they they have dealt with. Now the tournament situation. I mean, we're going to see how tournaments run mm-hmm. uh, under these conditions because I mean, especially in our state. Our, our numbers are climbing again, and you know we're just mm-hmm. keeping our fingers crossed that we're allowed to go out there and and, and do some things. And I think there's going to be some additional protocols that probably will come, mm-hmm. so we can keep our season. You know, um, as far as mopping the mats, we do that mm-hmm. anyway, and that's the one that is one of the things that I think helped wrestling. We ha- we already had a lot of. Uh, sanitation protocols in place mm-hmm. um, just because we're, we're a skin to skin sport. So we had a lot of sanitation protocols already in place um, that helped us keep our mats in the areas uh, as germ free and virus free mm-hmm. and bacterial free as possible. So um, there's a lot of things like an ultraviolet mop that some of the schools already had um, that they really used. And, Everybody just, you know, some schools would would set up two mats for the duel and you wrestle one weight class and then you move to the other mat while they sanitize the mm-hmm. the other mat. I mean, everybody everybody found a way to make that the the season happen and, and to you know, make everybody feel safe because the one person that was really hurt by uh everything that happened last season was the beginning wrestler. Yeah. They they didn't really get to come out. Um 
so we lost a, a, a huge contingent of first-time wrestlers. Hopefully we can get them back um, to come out again. But, you know, that all, that all remains to be seen. Yeah. Parents still have true concerns. And mm-hmm. everybody just looks at us as, man, you guys are rolling around and, and, and really there's no social distancing in, yeah. in the sport of wrestling. And true. But I think if people... I don't know. I, I, I would, I'm going to make an educated guess and say our average, I mean, it's a six minute match. Our average time probably is seven to eight minutes in actual contact. We're not hugged up like sumo wrestlers for the whole eight yeah. minutes. Um, and if you look at the time a wrestler spends in competition, in that six minute match, say the average match is eight minutes. They're mm-hmm. on the mat with their opponent for eight minutes. That whole eight minutes is not all skin to skin type of contact. Yeah. Um, now look at a sport like football or basketball. They could be out there a way longer mm-hmm. period because their periods are more than six minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's half of one and half a dozen of the other. It's all it's all in what perspective and how you want to sell uh, your philosophy and how you, you feel about yeah. things. Yeah. But I think the the big thing to remember is you guys did this. I mean, you, like you said, you had a June season. You've been sort of testing the waters. You've been applying these protocols and it's working. So... We know that it is safe. We know that you found a safe way to do this and to keep the kids safe so that they can still continue on with the wrestling season. Yeah, but it, it's up to the powers that be how, how yeah. things go forward. And we're all just going to sit back. Uh, right now, we're we're planning like the season's going to happen. Okay. Um, the schools are planning their tournaments. They're planning their dual meets. Uh, I'm quite sure the coaches are already, you know, starting their, their preseason weightlifting and conditioning. Yes. Everybody's going forward um, until told otherwise. So mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're happy to be back and we expect to be back um, full bore. Awesome. Well, since you guys are planning, you know, full steam ahead, what does this mean official wise? Because we were talking about it. There's been a shortage of officials, right? What's going on with this? Yeah, we we are um, gonna have some challenges. Uh, okay. Mike Kirkus and uh, Nate Kesson, two of our uh, clinicians and rules interpreters in the sport of wrestling, have taken on a huge task um, in recruiting. So I looked it up just before we started this podcast. Right now, we have two hundred and fifty-eight licensed officials ready to go in that 258 are a lot of coaches or, or officials who are no longer working, but they just wanted to keep their license active. So we don't have truly 258 people who are going to hit the mat. 258 is, is may sound like a lot, but this is statewide. This is to cover the whole state of Illinois. That's not enough people. Um, In the, see if I get my years right here. So the the last year we had a full season, I want to say it was 1920, and we ended in June of that year, that season, with 530 officials. Oh, so we wow. ended with 530, and here we are today with 258 uh, actually licensed. So Mike Kirkus did a homework assignment and uh, gathered some data from the IHSA. And in the last five years, we've had over 400 officials not return. So we were losing officials way before the pandemic. No. Yeah. So we've had over 400 never to return. So he's he he's doing a survey and trying to reach out and mm-hmm. see if we can get some of those people back. Or can we, you know, can you tell us what went wrong? Yeah. Did you not have a good time? You know, just give us some things that we could do better. So we don't lose yeah. officials like that during this next wave of, of recruitment. So um, we're 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 the IWCA is is sending out messages to the coaches and to the schools, letting them know we have a shortage. Uh, the wrestling assigners, um, such as your dad, and myself, and some of the others, are letting our 
schools know that we assign for, we have a shortage and we need help. Um, I think Mike and Nate are going to work on some type of commercials or promotions that'll get up on social media to uh, let the world know we need help um, because we have to be able to reach people yeah. in order to, to, to find the base that we need. And I'm hoping social media will do it. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that people will listen to this podcast and go out on their own social media accounts and just put out a note. Hey, we need wrestling officials in the state of Illinois so we can ensure that everyone who wants to wrestle has a match that's officiated. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can do that and get everybody who's interested again to the IWCOA.net homepage, how to become an official, click the buttons and, and, and follow some of those directions, we're going to need it in order to make the regular season mm-hmm. happy. We have enough officials to get the state series done, but mm-hmm. we got to get the kids through the, the November, December, January season. Mm-hmm. And then the postseason will take care of itself. So we're trying to come up with all kind of uh, ways to reach people. And I, I just told people, I think social media uh, coaches putting on their social media, because a lot of people follow their team. A lot of people follow their coach, you know, even mm-hmm. after they've left the sport, they, they do follow them and hopefully they'll get the message. If coaches could do that and put it out there and then maybe, you know, I don't know if we're going to recruit 300 okay. to get ourselves back to our previous numbers, but we got to we got to get well over this 250 260 number, or it is going to be a struggle. And I can't even imagine what that season's going to look like. Uh, how many yeah. how many matches or how many duels we're going to have to say we can't cover. And I, I don't want to do that because when, when we can't cover something, it affects the lower level wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And we need those wrestlers to learn and like the sport and want to continue. So we, we can't sell them short. We got to make yeah. sure that they're covered. So um, that's our next challenge. Along with COVID, we have our shortage in a lot of, a lot of officials just, don't come back for various reasons. Uh, some have just left the state. Some have had change in jobs. Some have had uh, change in their family structures. Uh, I, I get all those things. My heart, you know. I, I people have to make the choices that that, yeah. that are that fit or that are right for their 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 life, and and we understand that. Um, yeah. We just got to reach out and. Hopefully, uh, find some people that, that that can find the time to say, you know what, I'll 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 come and help you out one day a week. I'll help mm-hmm. you out two days a week, um, just so we can ensure that the wrestlers have a match that's officiated um, by the trained referees. We mm-hmm. really want that to happen for them. So um, we're gonna see. I mean, maybe you and I'll do an updated podcast and in uh. December around the holiday break to see where we are. You know, did we, did we get enough referees to uh, help us get through? So that might be something we do down the road together. Yeah. And, you know, and I want to challenge everybody, everybody that listens or is watching this podcast. If you can just reach out to just five people, just five people that you can think of that would make really great wrestling officials, just reach out to them and maybe see if each of you can just pull one person in because it, that actually blows my mind to hear this and to hear those numbers because Everyone I've been around, this is such a wrestling is a family and it tends to be a sport that you guys are involved in for life. And every ref I've met, I mean, they live and breathe this. They enjoy, this is fun for them on their free time or on their their weekends or their evenings. They enjoy getting off of work and getting to come and be around this environment and still get to be a part of wrestling. So I can't even fathom the fact that you've lost that many wrestling officials especially this quickly because they all just seem so in love with the sport and in love with what they're doing. Where are they going? <laughs> I don't know. And that, that, that's one of the things And my hat's off to Mike Kirk is uh, he's chasing that answer. Yeah. Why did we lose you? Um, yeah. what, could we, what could we do better 
so we don't do this to the next generation of officials. Mm -hmm. We start to uh, we start to recruit, and also we have to tap into the female population. Yeah, we have female wrestling. We're going to mm-hmm. have our first uh, IHSA sponsored state finals for our female Woo! coming up next February. So um, we have to tap into that pool and not just the female wrestlers that are off mm-hmm. mat and, and can come back and referee. We have a lot of statisticians out there that know the sport. They have sat there for a lot of years watching the referees do the job. So yeah. they, they know the signals. They know the takedowns. They know the scoring moves. They they have uh, knowledge that they probably, you know, haven't tapped into since they've been off <laughs> or out of the school. But I think um, they would make perfect referees. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, and, and I was saying this to a committee the other day, we, we have a cultural shift where we are now a society that doesn't like to be ridiculed and we don't like to have our feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. We don't like to be, uh, we don't like to be told we're wrong. Um, those things are hurtful, you know, for mm-hmm. a person to go out there for the first time and, you know, a coach takes you to the table and, and, and in a, in a non polite way, pretty much tells you, you don't know what you're doing. What, what are you out here for? Uh, or to hear that, come out of the, uh, from the spectators who they don't, they probably don't know you and don't realize you're out there trying your best. You're brand new at this. And, you know, we, we have to do a better job of protecting that first year official who has to go into that situation. Our training program gives them the tools, but in the heat of the moment, trying to remember which tool to use in that in that that combative situation, it, that's hard. The veterans, we 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 know how to defuse yeah. uh, those type of things, and we try to pass that information on. But again, when you're when you're out there in your first few matches or your first tournament, um, that that's that's a tough recall to have to remember. Now I know they taught me in the clinic uh, which rule to use to get myself out of this situation. But that's, that, that's hard when you are standing there and, you know, you got someone not being nice in, in, in how they approach you. So uh, we have to fix that culture. I mean, it's always existed in every sport, you know, it doesn't matter the sport that, that adversity mm-hmm. has always existed, but in wrestling, like you said before, we're, we're a closer family than that. Yeah. You so, are. Um, Coaches, most of the, the majority of the coaches, I'm going to say 99% know how to approach uh, a, a referee at the table and, and and try to get through the situation. It's just that it's just that small percentile of uh, coaches and maybe fans that um, they get a little bit over passionate about what's happening to their to their athlete out there. And they, they, you know, they may not realize, hey, this is this official's first time out here. And uh, nobody gets up out of the bed in, in, in our profession mm-hmm. and says, I'm going to do a bad job today. I'm purposely just not <laughs> going to make the right calls. Nobody does that. We're, we're out here for a reason. We're trying to give back. We're trying to be helpful. Um, we just want to be part of what's going on. We're no mm-hmm. longer on the wrestling mat, but we want to be involved yeah. in, in some way. So even if it's just raising the winning wrestler's hand and, and knowing that, you know, we called a good match, we kept everybody safe. Nobody, you know, went out hurt from the event. I mean, that that's where we take our pride yeah. in, in things like that. So uh, we got some things we have to fix internally as far as uh, how we treat each other. And that goes both ways. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't want the officials mistreating a coach and vice versa. We don't want the yeah. coaches mistreating the officials. And and the, the rules are already in place to protect both sides. But again, like I said, when you're a first-year yeah. official, trying to have recall on uh, which penalty or which set of uh, things that I was taught in the clinic do I pull out, um, that's just hard to do. Yeah. 
But it comes. It comes the more they do it, the more matches they do. It's just like any job or any new skill or talent or passion you're learning. It it comes one step at a time. But I think what's really important for anyone maybe listening to this that is even thinking about wanting to get involved in this is you are never alone. Even on that first match, you are never truly out there by yourself. You're roughing that one match alone, but you are surrounded by other officials. You always have a head official. You always have sort of a team of people around you that if things get too out of control, you always have somebody around that can help you. Yeah. And we try to stress that in our clinics that, you know, we may not be in the building with you, Mm -hmm. but you're right. Uh, We have, uh, I believe, 17 clinicians. We have seven rules interpreters. Mm -hmm. We have assigners who are all officials um, who the new official can reach out to and says, look, I I had a bad night. These are the things that went wrong. You know, please help me. So we do have lifelines out there. Um, We just got to, we got to make people feel comfortable using those lifelines, you know, but our first battle is to get them in the uniform, get them licensed up, and then we'll figure out how to, uh, make their lives uh, out on the mat a pleasant experience so we can keep them, not just this season, but yeah. but keep them, you know, down the road because there's a lot of us at the, at the top level. Um, we're an aging workforce, okay? Uh, yeah. We can't do this forever, and nor should we. Yeah. Um, because our, you know, we're, we're just going to get to that point to where, yeah, it's it's time to to step aside and let the uh, let the youngins, as I as we still refer them, <laughs> let the youngins take over. And we have a good crop of younger officials underneath us. Um, you know, I kind of started out as a baby, and I've I've grown into a, a, a old man now. Um, yeah, how many years of, have you been doing this? How many years have you, and how many years have my dad? Because I don't even know. The uh, I believe your dad is over. He is over forty. I'm going into my 38th season coming up. So your dad's probably at 42 and there's people that have more years than we do still out there actively officiating. So, uh, our time's going to come to an end. Um, (laughs) It can never, it can never. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your, your dad started slowing down, uh, about 10 years ago. A little bit more. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw his age out there. He started slowing down, and his slowing down because you know we're always in need. Yeah. You see it. I mean, he's gone yeah. sixty to seventy matches during the winter season. You, yeah. you don't see him as much uh, as you would think, but you grew up with that. You know, you grew up yeah. that way. Uh, him always gone to a wrestling event, so. Um, I mean, seven days a week, basically. Wrestling mm-hmm. is a seven day a week thing. Which is what's yeah, I've just I've just always grown up and known no different. But I, I think that's something that's really exciting for these people that are thinking about becoming officials because it is this family. I mean, I've grown up with you, I've grown up with these other wrestling officials because you guys love what you do so much and there is a flexibility. So don't get scared off. I don't want people thinking it, it doesn't have to be a seven-day commitment. You guys have the flexibility. Mm-hmm. You get to take the matches you want to take. You cannot take the ones you don't want to take. You can work as much or as little as you want to. This truly is just fun. It just happens to be that you and my dad live and breathe this. So what's fun to to you guys is to ref seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do a do a a varsity tournament that goes, you know, to eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Drive in a snowstorm two to three hours just so we can do a, a, a tournament on a Sunday. Um, there was a lot of times when we would just look, look at each other, the cars driving itself. Uh, I think the Jeep, I believe, I believe belongs to your mom. Yeah. Okay. So me and your dad were in the Jeep in bad weather. We had, we had finished the tournament. We were exhausted and we had a long ride ahead. And I remember us, Bumping into something, stop sign or, or a tree or something. I don't think he ever told your mom. <gasps> we, uh, we oh, the my gosh. So the statute of limitations, this had to be 20 years ago. So uh, hopefully your mom uh, will forgive him. I doubt if you'll find the ding. But... I can't wait to slightly be a tattletale and tell on him because he's going to be. In... That is yeah. her baby. That Jeep is her baby to this yeah. day. I, think, I, I believe we were in a Jeep. But, I mean, oh. it was. And all we did was like, wow, 
why why are we driving to this tournament? But you're right. We we were so passionate about what we did. We if 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 there was a need for us to be somewhere, we were there. Yeah. Um, we didn't hesitate, no matter uh, what was in in front of us. Uh, me and your dad, we worked our first state dual tournament together um, back when it used to be at ISU. From 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 my house to ISU is a two and a half, maybe a three hour ride if I stop to get something to eat. So two and a half in a few minutes. Uh, your dad's there, you know, because you guys are an hour closer than I am. It took us over 10 hours to take a three hour ride because what? it was a horrible snowstorm. But it was our first dual team tournament assignment, a state assignment, and we were not going to miss it. I remember <laughs> the weather was so bad. A lot of hotels couldn't even, people couldn't even check out, even if you had a reservation. I happened to have gotten there and was able to get my room. Your dad was slightly behind me because he was coming in uh, oh through 47 and 47 in the ice storm. It's a rough road no matter what. And he got there just a little bit too late. The best they could give your dad was a cot to sleep in, 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 a, in an open room with other people <laughs> who had no place to go. And no. your, dad, it wasn't, your dad wasn't happy sleeping on a cot and then getting up the next day to to make his first state tournament appearance. Mm. Um, I was beat up after, you know, a 10-hour yeah. ride. Um and my little Chevy S10 with no weight in the back. And I'm sliding all over the place, hoping not to leave the road on, on I-55. Um, but we, 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 boy, we were nutty, but we did it. We did not turn around. We were not going to miss our first event. And that was just the drive we had. And, and we have officials behind us, young officials yeah. behind, behind us that still have that same drive, that same passion. Um, I just want more of those people Yeah. that, that, you know, but again, we're willing to, as a signer say, Hey, you only want to do matches, uh, within a walking distance of your house. We can make that happen. You mm -hmm. only want to do one day a week, two days a week. We can make that happen. Mm -hmm. Like you said, everybody doesn't have to be on the road, uh, seven days a week. Um, that's not a requirement anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. we'd love, we'd love it if you did, but we'll, we'll take what we can get. I know so, you're either just, I feel like you're either getting people real excited. Or you're scaring a lot of people away. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we have to be realistic. So yeah. we, we as assigners will tell them the truth when it's time. Yeah. No, it's, we're joking about this, but honestly, yeah. you and you and my dad, and there's a lot of you guys that are just on the next level of superstar officials, because you, you are the guys that will travel, go anywhere, do anything for the sport. But yeah, that's not a requirement. That's not always reality. This is your guys's passion. So you love this and live and breathe this, but that doesn't have to be everybody's story. And that's what's dad, beautiful. Your, your dad's rubbing off on me. So I'm no longer a superstar. <gasps> I, 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 I can't, I, I just can't, I can't be at that, that, that high level anymore. He's rubbed off on me. Don't, uh, don't you let him. Uh -uh. Oh, it's, it's too late. He's already ruined me. No way. I keep telling him. I was trying to remember we did that podcast on the, the episode where you had one of your officials talking about meditation. I'm trying to get him into that because it's a mindset thing. I, I really do believe that he keeps telling himself he's an old man. He's going to be one. <laughs> he's got, he's got to stop that. He's not an old man. He's, he's still moving around doing a lot of things. So well, in dog years, your dad's pretty old. <laughs> uh, you guys, I'm I'm convinced of it. You guys are going to be out on that mat, still roughing at a hundred. Your dad will be. I'll be there to evaluate. <laughs> let, let him know if he still got it or not. I'll be I'll be that guy. Uh huh. I T love tell it. Tell him it's time to hang it up at that point. But yeah, uh, I love it. Well, let's. You did say it earlier, but let's remind people again. So, if they are interested. How can they get involved? Do they reach out to you? Do they go on the website? How do they get more information to get the, involved? Uh, the best way to do it is to go to iwcoa.net. Click that button that says become an official. Um, that you, You'll answer a few questions. That's going to generate an email to, to uh, Nate Kesson and Mike Kirkus, who will then reach out and help them through the process. Because we don't want anybody... Uh, coming into this process and, and not having someone to
be there to answer the questions. Um, so that's one way. That's the, the quickest way. You reach out to uh, any of the assigners. You reach out to any referee can guide them uh, to where they need to be. So it, it, it's not a <clears> – we, we didn't limit it to how you get the information. Yeah. Um, so we have we have a lot of soldiers standing by to to assist and welcome anybody that wants to come into our uh, our fold. Yeah, and it is it really is, guys. It's such a fun family. So this is a great way, especially if you have any interest in the sport. And you know what? If you don't, this is a great way to learn about the sport. But for you to get to do something fun and get to help other people, you're helping these kids. Like you said if we don't have officials, these all of these amazing kids don't get to have the sport of wrestling if there aren't officials to help run these matches and these tournaments. We need these officials to give these kids the great season that they deserve. So you're helping kids. You're joining this amazing family. You're getting to make some awesome extra money, which who doesn't want that? Start a vacation fund. Do something fun with that. I mean, there are just so many positives to getting involved and becoming an official. And again, the time commitment is what you want to make it. I really see no downsides to this. They're not. Um, we just got to get people to come out and give it a try. Yeah. You know, even if they just give it a try for one season and, you know, if you can look yourself mm -hmm. in the, in the mirror and, and look back in your own eyes and say, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. It's not, cause I, I'm not going to be unrealistic. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm not meant to be a football ref. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have no, you know, I, I, I don't have those aspirations. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm meant to be a wrestling ref. So everybody's going to find their niche in life. Uh, when it comes to athletics. So mm -hmm. you just want people to at least give it a try. It's true. It is true. Now, because I don't want to lose you without getting to tell, to plug another really awesome thing. So you and I had a chance recently to get to work together again on another project. Tell everybody about that. Cause I'm super excited about it. Oh yeah. So, uh, we, uh, Thanks to Notre Dame High School and Augie Genovese and Niles West High School, Anthony Genovese, who pitched in and brought us, a, you know, some wrestlers. We were able to bring uh, some of our top level officials. We brought uh, those two schools and their wrestlers. And we brought uh, Jim Vreeland from a longtime official from Ohio, along with the uh, National Federation, National Federation of High School. Uh, wrestling people, Elliot and uh, his staff to the Notre Dame wrestling club. And we shot video to start a project to digitize and show live action rules. So we picked a set of rules and we shot video to match those rules. So we could, we could help uh, all the learning styles, not just mm -hmm. reading it in a, in a, in a uh, book, and listening to it at a clinic, but now here you have a chance to actually see what the rule enforcement looks like. So uh, that was a very fun project, and and thank you for uh, coming out and and doing your part. You were you were there as our de facto athletic trainer. Um, <laughs> you quickly turned into a uh, camera person, um, and helping us uh, get this up on some social media. So uh, we all we all came together for a, a common goal, and mm -hmm. I think when the project's finally done, it, it's going to be very successful, and it's going to be helpful to officials of all walks. I don't care if mm -hmm. you're a brand new or a veteran, um, to see the rule come to life in video format, yeah, it's it, it, it's going to be awesome. It really is. I'm really excited for this because I learned that day. I didn't even realize. I think we live in such a technological age nowadays that I just assume everything is tech savvy and advanced, though I am not. But this has never been done before. The NFHS has never done this before. This was the very first time ever. This is a huge deal. Yeah. So it's like everything. It's an experiment. And, and mm -hmm. you know, they're going to see if the world's ready. Um to see this. Uh, they've also started a project uh, for video test questions. Um, mm. And we're taking that same concept and we're going to put it in our clinics this year to where we're going to have a segment to where we'll, we'll give you test questions based on a video that ties back mm. to the rule 
that we're ta trying to test your knowledge. So we are going to uh, bring that to our teaching, the video test questions. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks very sharp. Um, the material that I've gone through, it looks it looks very good. I'm hoping that it's uh, well received and people find it useful to see the rule in live action. Um, I don't know how they couldn't, honestly. I don't know how they couldn't. And I can't believe it's taken this long to get here because I think people tend to be visual learners. So this is just going to be a better way for them to get a deeper understanding of this instead of just trying to read a book and then reread it and comprehend it and understand it. They actually get to see it applied in real life. I think this is genius. Yeah. And like I said, we're just we're, we're going to throw it out there and, and we're going to see how it's uh, how it's received. And, mm -hmm. you know, we want to be able to to give everybody who steps out on that mat. And this is not just for the officials. Uh, we're going to do projects that uh, the IHSA wants to do that benefit the coaches, you know, taking mm -hmm. that same concept, you know, show the clip of I uh, will just say why we called. Uh, certain wrestler for stalling, break that clip yeah. down and explain it. And that's going to help the fans. That's going to help the coaches mm -hmm. and any of the athletes that, that look at these, these clips and listen to the explanation. So yeah. I, I, I think it's just going to, it's just going to make us all better, no matter what function of wrestling we serve. I agree. I absolutely agree. Just another, another way for you guys to take the world of wrestling to the next level. I love yes. it. Yes. I love it. Well, anything else you want to say to your awesome, amazing viewers? Uh, no, you know, again, like we always do, um, you know, we look forward to another season coming up and, uh, we want to thank those that have served in the past that, uh, continue to serve and those that are going to serve in the future, you know, our, we, 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 we need everybody, um, to jump back in. So. Since we're doing shameful commercial plugs, uh, you and I haven't yeah. done this in a while, and you started doing podcasts with me, and you now are what I call a podcaster. You you have moved into some some <laughs> other areas, so uh, yeah. here's your opportunity to to do your shameful ooh, plug. Ooh, ooh, I like it. I wasn't even going to throw it out there. But yes, I, I even like hearing you say that. I just, I like that title behind my name now. Podcaster. Yes, podcaster. <laughs> any, any opportunity I have to get to talk with a microphone in front of my face, I'm all for it. So yes, you guys, I love that I get to come on here and steal the show. So I'm sure Tony will let me keep coming back every once in a while to jump in and steal his uh, Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark. But also you guys can hear me on I, I think like eight different medias. Uh, I don't even know where it is anymore because I'm so untech savvy. But wherever you get your podcasts at, you guys can check out Season and Sabs, Keep Up the Gaps, where I have a just a fun podcast, just a girl chat with one of my girlfriends. And we talk about all things life, relationships, spilling the tea, our guilty pleasures, all kinds of good things. So you guys can check that out on yeah anywhere you find your podcast, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the good stuff, Spotify. Everywhere. Keep up the gabs with season and sabs. Love it. And you're also doing uh, a huge service to uh, a section of our society that uh, that has some unfortunate illnesses come along. So yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah, oh, it's it's a tough one, but it's one of by far this is one of the most amazing experiences I have ever had with any type of a project. So the ALS Association has been a huge passion of mine for almost going on 13 years now. Uh, I lost a friend to ALS and getting into this community much like the wrestling community, it is such a family where we just we band together and we want to end this because if you guys don't know, ALS is an awful neurodegenerative disease that completely traps you in your own body, paralyzes you, your brain, your, your thought process, your memories, all of those things are still intact, but you just, you can't move, you become paralyzed and there is no cure. This is a fatal disease that will kill you. And typically within two to five years is the lifespan for this disease. So the ALS Association works tirelessly to, to fight this, to find a cure, to fund research, to provide all services needed 
for those battling ALS and their families, and it's all free of charge. So they are an incredible organization. If you've never heard of them, check them out. I'm, I'm happy to give you guys all more information, but they started this really great new way to just reach out to our community to keep them involved in what's happening. And they're getting into the technology world themselves. They've tapped into live streaming and they have created a live stream show that we do twice a month. And I have had the most amazing honor to get to host this show. It's been so fun. So you guys can catch me on Twitch. You can catch me on all of the ALS Association social medias, but we do a live stream show called uh, Seasons Sunflower Hour, and I host it. We do it twice a month, the first and third Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We go live on Twitch. Our channel is twitch.tv slash Chicago. You can check it out. It's so much fun, and it is a happy topic. But the shows are really fun because we get to talk to people from all walks of the ALS community, whether they are currently battling ALS, whether they have lost a loved one or a family member to ALS, whether they are part of the chapter association, whatever their connection to ALS is, they get to sort of share their story. And we get a glimpse sort of behind the curtain of what else they have going on in their life because it is so much more than just ALS. We've got some really talented people. We've had some incredible artists on there. We've had musicians performing. It's just sort of a fun, just a fun, we like to say we spread joy, light, and all things bright in all of our episodes. So it's entertaining. It's heartfelt. It's inspirational. It's all, it gives you all the good feels. So check that out first and third Tuesday of every month at twitch.tv slash Chicago. You know, if you haven't had enough season already by the end of this point, if you want some more season in your life, you can get me everywhere. Podcasts, live streams, you know, I'm and everywhere. Get, and they get to see you wearing <laughs> sunflower dresses and outfits. They do. That that yes. show is all sunflower themed, so you yeah. get to see all sunflower all the time. It's so much fun. We just had a, a big golf outing classic where I got to go out live in the field. I got to meet with all of the people at the golf outing. We got some really great interviews. We did some live stuff from the course. So you never know what's going to happen. It's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. And there is another podcast to come. So we'll have to do another update on that because, um, you know, I just figure you guys just want to hear me all day, every day. So I just got to give it to you. Well, <laughs> I got to keep giving you more. We, we want to really tune in <laughs> to see your dad sitting there wearing a sunflower t-shirt. That's what we really want to tune in for. You know what? For the right donation price, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> if anyone with that. out there is listening <laughs> and wants to donate the right amount of money, we can. I can probably even get my dad in a sunflower dress for ALS for the right price. Oh, that that would be. I think we worth, can make worth it happen. the price of admission right there. Yeah. I think we can make it happen. I uh, yeah. Yeah, if we get some donors out there that, you know, contact mm -hmm. Tony, reach out to Tony if you want to see that happen and we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take some convincing. <laughs> I, I don't, although we, we, should, we probably got enough blackmail stories in his life. I think we, so. We and you know, and you know what? I will say that my dad has worn tights before. So, well, that's nothing new to anyone who wrestled <laughs> no, uh, no, early I mean, 80s. I mean, he's worn full on purple tights on his legs uh, so did we as wrestlers growing up not singlets no like no like we women's wore tights. tights no you what you, we wore tights we wore a onesie we had a, a our singlet snapped in the middle and then we put on tights and we put on um, we put on a small pair of shorts ask your dad to show you some of his high school pictures yes yeah are there photos of this uh, oh yeah that's that was our uniform back in the 70s Okay. Yes. We wore okay. we wore what I call a onesie. We didn't call it a onesie then, <laughs> but it's a onesie now. But yeah, no, our, our uniform is uh has evolved uh over the, the course of time. But yeah, no, so tights are nothing to a to a oh, to an old school wrestler tights. That is hilarious. Yeah. Well, I was gonna bust him out and tell him the story. I mean, he dressed up as um a character and got on stage for one of my ballet recitals in tights on stage. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a that was a Proud daughter moment there. My my pa Papa Wines will do anything for his daughter. So well, you you find that video and I'll I'll put it on my <laughs> social media. <laughs> I bet you he burned it. I'm pretty sure he. I don't even know if that video still it did exist at one point, but I'm not uh, sure if it still does. He dressed up as. Do you know a Pocahontas? Yes. Uh the the bad guy that wore the all purple. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what his name is. So my dad was that character in my dance recital. 
That's cool. Yeah. Well, once again, thanks uh, for doing this, and uh, we'll get this out there, and uh, hopefully everybody will enjoy uh, our return to sharing our thoughts on a great sport of wrestling from the officiating side. So thanks once again for helping out with this project. Uh, thanks for having me. Talk All to right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure and follow me on Instagram, ILWrestlingRef, or you can follow me on Twitter at AssignerGuy, A-S-S-I-G-N-R-G-U-I, to be notified of new podcast episodes. Thank you, and have a great day.